That's because I um I just get a little wild and it's time for a snack break. Caitlin, my brain hurts. <laughs> Ugh, same. Why? Why? Yep. Do we have a case of the Mondays? I don't know. No. Okay. My brain hurts for a very specific reason, though. And I have never had my brain hurt so bad from thinking about rock climbing. But <laughs> oh, I went, no. I'm not even kidding. No, this is like a great thing. I loved it. But so I've been going, shout out, shout out Nate Drolet over at the power company. Um, but I've been going to in-person coaching sessions with Ooh, Nate nice. once a week. So I got Nate and Blake collabing on making me a fucking rock star this year and I feel psyched about it. Um, but yeah, it's great. But like Nate just, and I love it. And I also do this to my athletes too, because this is what you do because people learn lessons better if you make them, if you help them figure it out themselves. <laughs> and Nate just is asking me questions the whole time. And I'm just thinking and I'm processing and I'm like thinking deeply about how my body's moving and how things are working and how I can fix stuff. And I'm figuring out Nate's little riddles and it hurts my fucking head. I like got done and I was like, oh, my brain has done a lot of stuff for the last 90 minutes. Um, And why? It was tiring. (laughs) Yeah, it's tiring. Um, And like it wasn't like my body was completely tired either. It was just like thinking about how to climb better is hard and that is a great transition that i created myself on purpose um which makes it not a great transition because i just outed myself so (laughs) anyways this episode i'm excited because we are talking about something that is so important to getting better at climbing which is deliberate practice and dare i say learning because i love having climbing sessions where my brain hurts i thought about how i was climbing so much and i think that more athletes could be having more more thinking in their sessions yeah um yeah so love it and so today we're gonna talk about that Caitlin what's your yeah what's your when's the last time you feel like you had to like think really hard about a rock climb where you're just like racking your brain for solutions I feel like that happened probably not that long ago but yeah I feel like it happens to me almost every time <laughs> these days amazing I'm, ugh, yeah I'm just uh, I mean I, I think the spray yeah. wall where you have to like know what you're climbing versus just following the colored holds uh yeah. definitely helps that <laughs> helps I feel like think. I'm routinely being challenged so that's yeah that's Perfect. that's a day in the life <laughs> you'll love to see it that's awesome sweet well, well before we dive in I want to read a testimonial from, from one of Lauren's past clients and here we go so this is from lisa and lisa says uh crush it sport climbing one of lauren's uh, training programs has really helped me stay on track with my training i love how it's customizable and easy to follow and is overall a great reference for training for climbing would definitely recommend it to anyone looking to get stronger and better at climbing and i'm sure 
you will talk about this at the end, but uh, this is very, yeah, very, very cool Timely. because, yeah, yeah, Warren's got some cool stuff coming out soon. So Yes, anyway. so this program, Crush It Sport Climbing, and it's uh, sister, brother, sibling program, Crush It Bouldering. <laughs> um, both of these programs, I am upgrading them. They are going to be available in an app, and I'm so excited because I think it's going to be an even better user experience, and also I have learned a lot about climbing training and being a better coach since I originally wrote these programs. So they are going to have some updates to the programming. So they're just going to be all around better. And yeah, just big glow up, big glow up energy. It's going to be great. I'm excited to get these things out and those are coming early June. So stay tuned for more details on those. And thank you, Lisa. Yeah. Lisa, one of my early adopters, I've worked with Lisa on a bunch of programs, but Lisa is a rock star. Very cool. um, She's currently working on adapting these programs to deal with the fact that her, she's having a little bit of a foot thing where she's on crutches. So she, she sent Ooh. me a note. She was like, how can I adapt this to make this work? Like, what can I do to train, train those this, arms? Like, tra- <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's going to be obviously super drif- different because you can't rock climb. Um, but this is what I would do. And here's some changes to the exercises. So anyways, nice. wishing you a speedy recovery, Lisa. And thanks yep. so much for, for providing such lovely words. Um, cool. Okay. So let's get into talking about deliberate practice. So Caitlin, when I, so you used to do ballet. So what did, tell me about what a ballet class like look like, looked like, especially if it was a class where that was just focused on, I'm sure I don't, I didn't do ballet at the level that you did, but we would have like technique classes, right? Where we were Mm -hmm. just like, yeah. So tell us about like what the point of a ballet technique class is. So we usually, they were an hour and a half and we would spend the first hour or so uh, at the bar doing like very specific routines. So just the improve. whole class got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But yep. we would do like really specific foot movement, timing, mm-hmm. balance. And like, that's where I would say that's like largely the like strength and like adaptation building moment. Um, yeah. But then we would have about 30 minutes to do, like floor exercises and that would Mm -hmm. either be across the floor or be like standing and doing routines without the bar. So you're kind of like taking it to the next level, but it was all very deliberate and just, yeah, it it was like the same, even from like level one all the way up to level, whatever I had like level six or something. (laughs) Yeah. And the whole point of that, like was practicing new skills, learning new skills and also honing in, quality movement habits that you want to have exactly ballet yup and then also obviously a little bit of strength and conditioning into that weirdly Mm -hmm. enough (laughs) that's something that is helpful to a lot that idea of practice where you're working on acquiring new skills and honing the skills you already have applies to every sport weird including rock climbing (laughs) but the thing is we just say so like with ballet class, you were literally like, I'm going to ballet class. It's like implied that you're learning, right? Like right. the implication is we're learning. And the kind of the crux of climbing is that in climbing, we don't necessarily have this like laid out set of skills. You know, in mm-hmm. ballet, it's kind of like you learn this skill, then you learn like this type of fuete, like yada, 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 yep. yada, right? Like you can mm-hmm. learn pirouettes like this but then you can do this variation and climbing is just like not as and there's a million different things you can do in dance obviously but you know climbing can 
the crux of climbing is that it can quickly become always, you know, it can always be about sending. It can always be about doing the problems and just kind of the outcomes become more important than the learning process. And it's very easy to do that because we are focused on doing the rock climb versus learning the skills because it's just not the way things are set up in our sport necessarily. So interesting. You say that because I've never once thought of it that way. Like in ballet, I was never like, I'm going to learn this one move so that I can do it in a performance. Like that's not. And then do it one time. Like that was never. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a really weird thing to, to have to like translate over into climbing because it's so different. Like I would, I feel like it would be really cool to have like climbing classes and maybe team kids get that. And I'm just over here salty, but you know. Some gyms that do have like technique classes where you can go get immediate feedback. And obviously that's why I'm like working in person with a coach right now, because it is really nice to have immediate feedback. But that's like one thing that our sport really misses is like, we don't have climbing practice. Like people don't always think about going climbing and just thinking about like, what skills can I work on today? What like qualities of movement Mm -hmm. can I work on learning today? We're always going and going, I want to send the boulder. I want to send the sport climb. I want to like stick this one move, which like, you know, one move is good, but you know, you're not thinking about it's, it's just not the same. Like it's not the same as going in just to be like, I want to get better at using speed or I want to get better at slowing down or I want to get better at like learning how much momentum to use. Um, So to kind of alleviate this problem. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin, ask your question. I'm sorry. Well, I just step on your (laughs) toes. I just want to know like how, how we can, change that you know like how can we as climbers sort of adopt that mindset methodology Mm. I don't know what would you recommend that's kind of what I'm getting at because I feel like this is something that I definitely struggle with and I know a lot of other climbers struggle with too totally so here's like a few things that I think are helpful one is starting to actually think about parts it doesn't have to be all of it because like guys, I want to send the rock climb too. Like, I don't want to just spend all my time in deep contemplation about whether I'm pushing God, more no. with my right foot or, or my left foot on one move. Like we cannot be doing that all the time. We want to send rock climbs. Sending is fun. And we want to be able to like work on putting all of our skills together to perform. But having parts of your climbing sessions, um, typically I have my athletes doing this in their warm up, but like parts of their climbing sessions or even a whole climbing session a week that is literally just focused on acquiring skills um another thing I've been playing with too with my athletes is that like you know maybe we have like three or four things we're working on but I've been kind of doing like skill themed days so for some of my athletes it'll be like it's dead point and jump day we are gonna like work on getting coordinated we're gonna work on being explosive today and all the movement you do is gonna like follow this theme so like you can kind of do things like that but I think having just time dedicated to acquiring new skills and it not being about sending the rock climb is really critical and whether that's one full session a week or whether that's just part of your session um can be really helpful and I also want to note that like I get that that can sound vague uh so if (laughs) (laughs) yeah kind of the point but (laughs) yeah Caitlin what 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 questions do you have about how to you know maybe like more into the nitty-gritty of how you might do that so I know maybe this is me just um, fact checking. So make sure <laughs> I understand because I know when we first started working together, when, you know, 
for those of you who don't know, Lauren and I have traded coaching for a while now. Um, yes. <laughs> so when Lauren first programmed my very first training block with her, one of the things that you did was put in these like drills. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like something was called like a skill drill or something like yep. that. But when you talk about this in terms of your warm ups, is that what you're talking about? Like integrating these skills into that mm-hmm. warming up phase? Okay. Yep. Exactly. So like, I guess I have a few, I kind of have a little procedure uh, that I would ask you to go through. So the first thing I would tell you to do is like, figure out what you want to work on because mm-hmm. getting better at climbing is too, way too vague for to be very actionable. So what, you know, like think about some things like, and if you're, if you don't have access to a coach that could evaluate this for you or whatever, you know, ask like a trusted climbing partner, Hey, what gaps do you generally see in my climbing? And there's, you, we're all pretty self-aware. There's certain things where you're like, I know this type of move always feels hard for me or these kind of things feel challenging, whatever. But like make a list of a few things and then you might start noticing patterns. You might be like, oh, anything where I need to like do a big move or anything where I might need to use momentum or whatever. And just start like, look, ask your friend, make a list yourself of things that like feel hard for you or feel like a struggle. And then like pick two, pick one, pick like two or three things, max three, I would say, that you want to tackle in your approach to training. And at that point, you might be like, okay, I want to work on my momentum. Let's see what the internet has in store. Or like, I want to work on my body tension. What does the internet have of like movement drills, right? Um, You know, like what movement drills could maybe address this? And like, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to be like, I think my footwork needs work. I'm going to type footwork drill into YouTube and like see what comes out. And like, honestly, you know, some things are going to be better than others, but if take whatever you're doing to warm up right now and then turn it into, I'm intentionally practicing and trying to acquire a skill as part of my warm up. Imagine how much more effective that's going to be like, yeah, plain and simple. And like being just, intentional is going to yeah. be a huge win. <laughs> and I feel like there's something to be said about like the fun aspect of deliberate training too yeah. like I think it makes it more more like, exciting to like, be like warming up yeah I just want to get on the wall but if you're doing it with an intention and then you're really warmed up and then you know then you can get to work with your training I feel like that's just such a better way to go about it totally and it gets your brain involved too so if you've just been like slogging through whatever and you like roll up to the gym in the evening and you're just like going through the motions of climbing having some focus to what you're doing will help you kind of snap into okay we're rock climbing okay we're paying attention to what's going on with our body (laughs) instead of just like mind numbingly like jugging through some easy warm-ups and then getting on your project and just being like mindless for a lot of your sessions so because I really struggle to like shift from okay I'm working to okay now I'm climbing like that's such a hard transition for me yeah absolutely so yeah yeah I'm glad I'm glad you thought that was fun and yeah it (laughs) is fun it is fun damn it some movement drills are definitely more fun than others I will say um I just did this one today with Nate where it was it was pretty much just I'm my athletes are definitely going to be getting this drill. It was a blast. Um, but it's called I think he called it like no latch dinos. And it's just to kind of like oh. get used to the fact that it's to help you practice dinoing and committing, but you just literally 
jump and slap for a hold and the point is not to hit it but like do you know how fun it is to just like launch your body into the air and then land on the fluffy pads just like it's fun fun. (laughs) like it was so fun i was just like giggling the whole time it was a blast so anyways uh that would be my athletes that'll be popping up get ready uh, once i make (laughs) that video um yeah speaking of video one thing that will help you as you try to improve your movement, whether it's on like warm up level climbs or, you know, not, uh, is to take video of yourself, especially if you like don't have a coach that you're working with or if you're just not sure if you, you know, you might be like, I feel like I'm really twisting my hips. And then you'll watch a video and be like, I did not twist them at all. So you <laughs> might not have like a friend or a person, but like video is a great way to get immediate feedback on, you know, if you're working on a hard problem or whatever, and you're like, I'm trying to do this thing with my foot. And then you might watch it back and be like, I was doing it a little, but I could definitely like do it more. Um, or if you have a friend that can watch you, that you trust um, and be careful with this because some people are awesome climbers and are not going to be helpful when giving you feedback. Uh, so yeah. like good coaches are trained. Like there are ways that we are trained. Well, a good coach will pursue education on this, but like there are ways to give feedback or ask you questions or talk to you that are specific forms of communication that will be more productive for your learning than others. And that is a large difference, I would say, between like a good coach that is good at coaching versus someone that is a good rock climber. Um, you know, because coaches like we're, we teach you're, like this yeah, is our thing. You're there and to do good that. climbers. <laughs> right. So anyways, just like be mindful of who you choose to do this with, especially if it's your romantic partner. Because that can go yeah. south in a big hurry if you haven't well, built that kind of communication skills yet. So totally, especially if one <laughs> one partner is maybe a little bit further along in their climbing journey than the other. Um, we're not speaking from experience at all, so just um, <laughs> saying that here. But I I feel like. <laughs> I feel like what also is really important to mention here too, and this is like, this is actually something that my husband is really good at. He'll say, he'll like kind of work on beta with me. He's not giving beta like at me, if that makes sense. Like he's like, mm-hmm. maybe like I noticed like, this was a little off. Maybe, you know, put your foot on it in that way. Meaning like maybe try this. He's not saying yeah. like, do it that way, bitch, or you're not going to get it. It's more like, yeah. why don't you try this? Because that's what I can see, but you have to still feel it. Like, I feel like if you're going to give somebody instruction or you're going to ask a friend to kind of give you some pointers or like see if they notice anything, just be really mindful of saying that there is a right and wrong way. Like, I think that giving that option to say, Hey, why don't you try it this way? Or maybe this, I noticed that like climbing should be something that is a puzzle for the individual, but others around you can help sort of fill in that puzzle. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And another thing is too, like, if you don't, if you don't, if you're climbing with yourself or just, you know, whatever, you could also bring a notebook with you or even just like stop to have a chat with yourself internally. Like, Ask yourself some questions after you do a drill or after you do a problem. Did that feel easier? Did that feel less easy than what I just did? Would this feel better if I tried it faster? Would this feel more precise if I could slow it down? 
where do I think I was pushing from the most? Like, where is the tension mostly coming from? My left hand or my right hand? Like, just ask yourself some questions because being more aware of what's actually happening with your body and reflecting on that between attempts, whether it's on warmups or not, is going to just help you learn and become, you know, more cognizant of what's going on and just aid your process of actually using your climbing time as like an embodied physical practice where you are learning from the way you move versus just like something where you're out of it and rolling through the motions and i'm not saying that i'm like perfectly zen and present for every climbing session (laughs) like that is not what i'm saying at all sometimes i'm tired and my brain's tired and we're just showing up and punching the clock and that's what it is but the more we can have like these good internal dialogues or dialogues with someone else about the way that we're climbing like the more we're gonna absorb absorb and learn so yeah i like that a lot for sure well what else could be helpful here Okay, so as you, so you might be like, all right, so let's just to recap real quick. So we started by figuring out exactly what we wanted to work on. So we, we phoned a friend, we watched some videos of ourselves, we reflected on what we feel like is hard, and we picked like one to three bullet points of movement things that we wanted to work on. Then we picked a couple of drills, maybe three, maybe, I would say max three. I'm always max three. I don't know why I'm like this, but I do think like that's probably good, especially if you're just getting into this. So pick, you know, three drills that you use throughout your training sessions. And then maybe, you know, we can get more complicated than this, but this is the basic, basic version. Then you're going to practice your drills and you're going to get some feedback, whether that's from a friend, whether that's from watching videos, whether that's from having a nice chat with yourself after you like try try a drill out or are working through it one day. The next step, as you get better at certain skills, you're going to need to bring them to harder and harder terrain. So, you know, if you're using these like movement drill warmups, you're going to want to start trying these out on harder things. So maybe you're like, oh, well, this type of thing that I used to do used to be like I had to think about it a lot and I to be able to do it even on the easiest problems now on easy problems this is autopilot I automatically do this or I close to automatically do this how do I keep working on this because then when I go try to do it on my project I still like fall back into old habits yada yada Mm. what can we do so you kind of want to start bringing these like warm-ups and these skills to harder terrain so you might start by, you know, being like, okay, usually I do this drill at the beginning of my warm-up and I do it on the easiest problems. Okay, well, flip it. Put that drill at the end of your warm-up or do it at the beginning and the end so that you can do it on, like, easy problems and a couple of even harder problems to start bringing that drill to harder terrain. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the easiest thing. Or just, like, different terrain. If you're like, okay, I'm mostly doing this on, like, steep stuff. Try it on something else. Just, like, learn the skill and then be like, okay, how can we, like, level this up? How can we bring this to somewhere else? How can we apply this lesson elsewhere? Um, And depending on what the skill is, like, it'll make sense or not make sense. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, like, you can't just learn it and then be like, great, I could do this on V-Zeros. Got it. Like, you need to learn (laughs) it and then bring it to something more (laughs) difficult. Learn it, apply it, challenge it make it harder and keep trying to level up the skill so yeah I love that I feel like this is a really like deliberate way to (laughs) get better I know and I've been kind of like I've been really enjoying having like these like sessions where it's just all about getting better at climbing and not about sending any boulders and I feel like I've been enjoying learning a lot and it's fun And the, you know, like you just get to like think through things and not be overly stressed about sending a whole problem. And it's, 
it's nice. And I also think it's something that climbers are missing because there's been a lot mm-hmm. of stuff where I'm like, oh, this move was not about me getting stronger. This move was learning about how to use my body better. And I think there's more of that than you can ever imagine. Um, yeah. Like getting stronger is awesome and we love that, but there's also so much to get it becoming a better rock climber. And also eventually we will hit a ceiling with like genetically how strong we can get. But in terms of increasing our skills, there's so many things you can learn. Like, I just don't think you could ever run out of ways to become a more skilled rock climber. Like there's so much, there's just so much to learn. Think of the possibilities. (laughs) Think (laughs) of the possibilities. Like there's just, you can just keep learning new tricks and yeah. Yeah. Like there's, it's infinity. So that's like really fun too. I think. I think so too. I feel like it, it gives a lot of room to grow, even if you feel like you've plateaued. Like I almost, Mm -hmm. not almost, I actually think I could have benefited from this very snack break years (laughs) ago because like while I was still in grad school, it was so hard for me to just be like, God, nothing is going. Why do I suck? And in actuality, like even though I was training, I wasn't, working on skill. So I think that's mm-hmm. something just looking back, I think could be really helpful in my practice, but also I think it's, it's important to have more intention. Like if you, if all you can do is show up to the gym and like have the intent, I think it changes your mindset too. Like it's, it's less about like, Oh, I got to go in, train hard, do the thing and then leave. It's like, yeah. no, I just like want to go in, have the intention to like show up and do you know, this yeah, maybe just like, working on skill yeah. sessions that are lower intensity, like they're fun. It's nice to be able to have yeah. like, a more chill session where you're just like kind of messing around, figuring out stuff. So yeah, yeah. like there's, it's wild. There's so much to learn. It's putting your it's favorite fun. T Swift album and go and, and just <laughs> go. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Well, I think we can, we can close this out there. Caitlin, is there anything you want to tell the good people about before we shut her down? Yes. As a matter of fact, I still have some summer spots available coming up in July and August. All of June is currently booked. And I believe I still have a few spots at the end of July. So I would love to work with you if you are just feeling like nutrition is something that you really want to tackle. You're excited to do it. You want to work with me because I, because reasons, um, (laughs) but I want to work with you because I believe that nutrition is my purpose and helping you figure out what feels good for you so that you can have the flexibility in your day to day without making nutrition this big old thing that you're worried about or just not really understanding where you could make some tweaks to feel your absolute best. I definitely want to help you out. So you can apply at the link in our show notes and I'll take a look at that, but definitely get in there soon. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I got. What's going on with you, Lauren? Uh, you can always support us on Patreon as always link to that is in our show notes as well. And if you could, we appreciate it. Leave us a review, rate us and review wherever you listen to us it is a big help for supporting this podcast and as always tell your friends about the podcast if you hear them saying something that's wrong just send them an episode to let them know that subtly (laughs) you could be like oh that's so interesting that you said that I think you'd really like this podcast episode about that and then they'd be like think that they're gonna get confirmed by whatever but then they'll be like wait 
but also maybe they won't and it'll just maybe be oppositional be like, uh, confirmation these, bias. These but two don't know what they're talking about, but we do. Or they'll <laughs> see the light. And wouldn't that be nice? And it then you be... don't have to be confrontational yet. Very true. You can put it I, off. <laughs> I will also say <laughs> if you reach out, <laughs> this is separate, but if you reach out to us on Instagram, we love the feedback. Thank you for sharing on Instagram and mm, posting yes. it to your friends. However, we check those messages very infrequently. So if you have a request, you're excited to share something, or you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email. We have an email associated with our podcast. We can throw that in the show notes too, but just wanted to put that out there topic request form i'll put that in the show notes as well so if you're like Mm -hmm. i want this guest or i want this topic yada yada put it in the request form that we have yes for these reasons um yeah that is such a good point caitlin yeah we are we both um, have instagram accounts that we manage (laughs) and then also i like literally need help managing my own instagram account so we are only two people uh and sometimes three (laughs) when monica helps me so anyways yes that's very good very good reminder but yeah um so we'll toss all that in the show notes lots of things and until next time folks keep, keep it, it uh, average average oh, no. <laughs> no deliberation there mm-hmm.